0: Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. It is the power that is within you that changes your heart. It is power within you that changes your life. It is the power of God bringing you into the fullness of what He has called you to be fulfilled with. With Pastor Jay Petty. We serve a God of great power and great might. And God is not against you. He is for you. He's on your side. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. When you live and you walk in this life, you're covered. You're covered in His righteousness. You're covered in His grace because you belong to Him. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able. That means, I can do it. God can do it. Can you believe that? That God can do it. I love it. To be able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. You know what I'm saying? It's more than anything that you could ever hope for or imagine. That God is able to do it. He's able to open, you know, that song we sing that, that he split the seas that we, so that we could walk right through it. That's what he did. He was able to take the river and push it back. Take the ocean and push it back. And cause them to walk upon dry ground through the sea. God is able. If he's able to do such a miraculous thing as that. He's able to do those wonderful things, those things that you have need of in your life. He's more than able. Exceedingly, abundantly able. See, I think our vision of God is, most of the time is that he's up there with a the gavel and a lightning bolt. And if we step out of line, he's going he's to lower the hammer on us. That's not God. Never has been. I mean, that's the way I used to think when I was a kid, when I was getting in trouble. I said, God, I promise I'll never do it again. (laughs) You know know how kids think, you know. But we take the life of Moses. God was able. Moses is no different than you. And you have to quit thinking on the odds that it's something else other than you that God is interested in. No matter where you're at in your life, God is interested in you. And God is able to change your situation no matter what. If you'll follow what the Word of God is pouring out into your heart to believe. See, Genesis, well, I don't want to use that one yet. I want to use this other one, Jude 124. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Do you know that? God is able to hold back the tide in your life. He's able to keep you from falling away. He's able to hold you. That's important. So in our critical thinking, when we are in a place where we feel like we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, many times we want to give it up. But Judas saying that God is able to keep you from that place, from falling and from falling away. He's able to, to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless. You know what that means? Faultless. There's, no, there's nothing against you. God's not, gonna, God's not holding anything against you. Faultless. No matter how many times we mess it up, God is able to get you to that place and keep you in that place, see, uh, uh, before his presence. Anyone who is born again lives in the presence of God. I'm telling you that right now. Whether you feel it or not, G is in you. And that presence is in you. And God God says, man, you're mine. You belong to me. Sometimes we don't feel that way, do we? Sometimes we feel so far away. But he never is. He does all that through his son because he loves you. And uh, he wants you to know something. Two things, he wants you to have peace in your life and he wants you to have joy. You know the joy when you get set free? You know what I'm talking about. When you really get set free, This is joy. I mean, it's instant. It's a smile that comes upon your face. And you're just filled so full of of joy. And then you you laugh and 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 all these good things are going on in your life. And, and 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 it's so wonderful. It's the way Jason reminds me of. He just had all this joy. And it wasn't, it didn't matter, man. He 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 just he was just always had a smile on his face. That's the way we're supposed to be. We get caught up in the semantics of everything around us and we don't begin to realize that what God has for us is far above anything that's in this earth. God is able to give us joy. He's able to give us peace. He's able to give us a, a pathway in which we can walk. He's able Takes a little trust. Sometimes we don't know where we're going, but God does. Sometimes we don't understand what's happening in our life, but God does. And in the midst of all of that, He's saying, Look to me. I'm the true joy giver. I'm able to give you joy in the midst of this thing. I'm able. Abraham was 99 years old, and Sarah was 90 years old. And I just want to Genesis 17, 1. Abram was 99 years old. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the Almighty God. Let me ask you a question. Is he that in your life? Is God the Almighty God in your life? Do you see him as the Almighty in your life? See, that's really important, to see him as he is. And that's what he's saying to Abraham. This is who I am. I'm the all-powerful one. I'm able to do anything. I'm able to accomplish anything. I'm able to move anything. Because it's me, it's my power. And I'm able to change your situation, Abraham. Wow. See, maybe you're stuck right now in your life, and and you're stuck in a place where you, you, you can't seem to get past. Let me tell you something. God's able, because he's the almighty one, to get you past the place you're in, if you'll trust him. Sometimes, you know, you've got to go to the Word and say, God, this is what you say. So, God, this is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say it enough to believe it, Lord. And I'm going to trust you in the midst of what your Word tells me. You know, that's what moves God. You know what I mean? That's what really moves God is when we believe Him. And He told Abraham to walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and I and uh, I will multiply you exceedingly. Ever seen someone who couldn't have a child? Pretty tough for them, you know what I mean. I spend a lot of time crying. No woman wants to be without a child, and no man wants not to be a father. An impossible situation. This piece of word is in there for you and me, for our benefit. That no matter how impossible it may seem, that he is still the almighty God. And when God begins to speak to you through his word, and puts things in your heart through his word, he intends to do the very thing that he's putting on you. The very thing. You don't have to try to accomplish it. God will accomplish it. God will do it Himself. He's able to do it Himself. He doesn't really need our help. We just need to believe that He will. You know, sometimes the road we walk down are not easy. Sometimes the things we are faced with seem impossible to us. But God's able to change something in here or something in your life that makes that possible. And and, uh, and Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. A guy couldn't have any kids with his wife. God is saying to him, I'm split in the water. I'm moving the mountain. I'm changing things. The thing that we forget, it's not what we want. It's what he says. It's what God says. It's what God speaks into the recesses of the heart that matter. That's what changes things. And that's what God is able to do. When he told Abraham, I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham. He said, I'm making you the father of many nations. Abraham didn't have anything. He had no evidence in the natural realm to say that that was going to happen. Other than one thing, God was able to do what he said. And he believed that God was able to do what he said. That's what he believed. He believed the word of God. He believed the message that God released to him. That God was able to do beyond anything that Abraham could ever think or believe or ask or imagine. Abraham still didn't have a child when God spoke it to him. But you know the amazing thing about the word of God? God speaks it first, then he performs it. Always. Always. Isn't that amazing? So Abraham, you know, uh, God made a covenant with him. It's an everlasting covenant. And there's where the Jewish nation came from. And that's where you and I come from. We're the children of Abraham. Because we believe in Jesus Christ by faith. Our righteousness comes in the same way that Abraham's righteousness came from. In believing what God says. A little later, God came back. You remember he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but he came back. And he he stopped at Abraham's, Abraham's tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Why do we wrestle so much? Why? Why? Why can't we just accept what God has promised and believe it? Why do we have to struggle so much in trying to get what we think we want instead of allowing God to bring it to us? little story. People are struggling with uh, things in their life. Eh, Maybe an eating disorder. Maybe alcohol, maybe drugs, maybe some other thing. They believe they're a Christian. But they're hanging on to this thing, and this thing is hanging on to them. How many of you believe you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Your righteousness never comes from you. But sometimes what we have to do is to believe God. And when we're fighting these things that seem to have a hold of our lives, one of the things we really need to realize, that we just need to really just simply say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I praise you, Lord. No matter what the temptation is, no matter how difficult the situation may be, over and over again, as you confess that before God, it begins to change something in you. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond all that you could ask Think, God is able to change the heart. He's able to change the life. He's able to bring you in to the very thing that he says you are. What we need is him. What we need is his word to fall like rain, to fall like snow upon our lives. And we need to stand, make that stand in the promise of His Word and just make it happen. Just keep saying it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And Lord, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. Someplace in all of this we have to give to Him. (coughs) You understand what I'm saying? We have to give away to him. And we have to give away to him in what he has declared. When we take our hands off of it and say, okay, God, I'm going to believe you. It's the power that is working in you that brings it into effect. It is the power that is within you that changes your heart. It is the power within you that changes your life. It is the power of God, bringing you into the fullness of what He has called you to be f- fulfilled with. There goes the struggle. Let me you a struggle. Ask your question: How many have you ever been on a diet because you're too, you have you way too much? How many times have you felt? How many? How many of you, when you look in the mirror and you see all that stuff, you go, eh. How many of you believe that God wants you to be healthy and whole? Right? Relinquish your effort and start Believing. Start believing God, that he's able. Sometimes you just have to stand there until, you know, uh, Abraham stood for 25 years, believing God. Believing that God was going to do what he promised. And God does, always does what he promises. But the one thing he's looking for It's for us to embrace the very truth of that word in our lives. You got a man by the name of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I want to read a little bit of the story to you. If in that case our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us, What's got you? What one thing does the enemy keep telling you that you can't overcome? Or you can't get through? Or this is never going to happen? What's that one thing? Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego refused. Refused. And they said, it doesn't really matter to us. It's kind of funny is when we relinquish it and we get rid of what matters, what matters to us. And that's why I said, you know, and that's what he's saying. God, God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not. Let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image that you have set up. God always comes to that, doesn't it? That one thing that's had control of our lives, all our lives. That one thing that we continue to serve. And it can almost be anything. In some place, we have to look to God to bring the delivering hand in our life, to change the heart, to change the life. Jason's life was changed because he came to Jesus. Your life was changed because you came to Jesus and Jesus delivered you from your sin. At what place do we find peace in the midst of all of it? You'll never find peace until you relinquish the thing that's holding you and begin to trust that God is able to deliver you and to make you free. It doesn't matter what the world does. The only thing that really matters is what God does. They built the fire. They threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. They had them all tied up. And you know what? Instead of three, there's four. And they're in there dancing around, praising God, because Jesus was in the midst of the fire. Jesus is always in the midst of everything in your life. Just see that. Just see that, that he's there. That his power to deliver is there. Men it freaked the king out because these guys are not burnt up. Just killed a couple of guys, throwing them in. And they're dancing around, and, you know, praising God. And say, hey, man, I told you, we don't serve you, dude. And we don't serve your gods, and we don't serve your images. And we're not going to bow our knees to any of that because we serve the living God. We serve the living God. We serve the almighty God. We serve a God of great power and great might. And God is not against you. He is for you. He's on your side. But he has a plan. And that plan is your life. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, the first thing the king said, has your God delivered you? These are things about facing danger. Facing unbelievable obstacles in your life. It could be as simple as your need for finances. It can be as simple as your need for your child. It can be as simple as your need for your marriage. He's able, he's able to exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you could ask or think. Romans 4. One of my favorite pieces of scriptures in Romans, about Abraham again. How much do you believe God? How much do you believe the God that is in you is able to do in you and through you and through your life. Abraham said, who according to hope in hope believed. The hopeless situation. Is that the way you feel this morning? You feel like it's hopeless? You just there seems to be no answer to it, change your focus. Start looking to the one who is able to do it. Take your hands off of it and believe and trust and honor God in the midst of His Word. In the midst of his promise, do it, because that's what he says. In hope he believed, against all hope, so he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, what God said. You know, funny thing, I know a little bit about this. What I, about this thing about what God said? It's not up to any of us to direct the pathway to complete the word of God. We do not know what places that we may have to walk through to see the evidence of that word completed in our life. I was on a helicopter going to Tucson and everybody looked at me like, you old poor thing, you're gone. And I stopped for just a moment in all the pain. And I just asked the Lord one simple question. Lord, is it time for me to come home? The immediate response from God was, no, you're going to be fine. And at that point, no matter how much I hurt, I knew that it was time for me to go. See, there, there's this thing about this walk with God that we have to understand. It's His working out in us what His will is in our life. That's what it's about. That He's able to hold you and keep you and in the midst of all that walk. <coughs> I love that piece of scripture that uh, that uh, that through. Grace through righteousness. And what am I talking about? God's grace covers you all the way through to eternity. All the way through. And in that grace, His righteousness is poured out on you no matter what. So that when you live and you walk in this life, you're covered. You're covered in His righteousness. You're covered in His grace because you belong to Him. And yet in the midst of all of that, God wants to move you to that place that He wants you to be. He wants you to be full of the things that He has for you. He wants you to walk in the fullness of all that He's promised you. When you're sick, you can't hardly see that because all you can see is the sickness. When you're depressed, the only thing you can see is your hopelessness. And when things are going wrong, the only thing you can see are all the things that are going wrong. That's not what God ever intended for us to focus on. He focused on the fact that he is the deliverer of mankind. And he has a way through and a path through every situation in your life. But he never intended for us to to get involved and try to fix it other than believing and trusting in Him that He's able to do beyond anything that we could ask or think. Talk to the person who's sick. Ask him. What did they focus on through all that? You can't be weak in faith. And the only way you can embrace your faith is through the Word of God. Can't do it any other way. You're never going to be good enough. And, and, and your good, you're good enough is not good enough anyway. So it puts you in a place where you have to trust that God is able to do it. Every morning I get up, I say, Lord, you're my healer. And by your stripes, I'm healed. Do I feel that right now in my body? No. But you know what? I give him the glory for it. And I keep saying it, Lord. You are my healer. And I keep saying, Lord, you are my righteousness. I keep coming back to the truth of what Jesus has done for me. And that's what I'm standing in. And I'm not, I'm trying to look at what's going on. I'm trying to believe in him who promised. God is still a miracle working God. And God still is a God of faith. And God still is a God of healing. And God still, everything that he's always been. He's always been those things. But he's the only one who's able to do it in you and to do it through you in your life. He may send you down this path and down that path. You may have to go this way and that way. But God is moving you to the place where he wants you to walk so that he can accomplish in you what needs to be accomplished. If it's health-wise, he's going to send you to the right place to find the right person to help you. I'm telling you, we eat terrible. I hate to say that. It sure tastes good, but we eat terrible. (laughs) But Abraham believed God even in the greatest impossibility. He never lost his hope in the, in the very situation that he was walking in. And that's what we do. We give up. We quit. We turn away. We walk away. We say, well, I guess this is not what God has for me. Instead of standing firm in your faith, believing and trusting that God will accomplish it himself. He doesn't need your help. All Abraham could do was believe what God told him. That's all he could do. That's the only thing he could do. And he chose to. And he said, okay, God, I believe you. And I'm not losing my hope on any of this, Lord, until it is fulfilled in my life. He didn't weaken in his faith, but he gained in his strength, giving glory to God. He began to praise God for the word of God that God had given him. He began to magnify God in the promise of his word. He said, God, if you said it, in his soul, so I glorify you. He didn't turn to any other direction but his focus upon the truth of what God had said. Let me put it in simpler terms. Someone was praying for you a long time ago. Somebody, somewhere. Praying for your salvation, your mother, your dad, your pastor, a friend, whatever was praying for you. They may have spoken to you many times about Jesus and about his great salvation. How many times did you reject it before you received it? How many? I don't want to hear that. I don't want any of that. No, 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 no. Right? Even if you're raised in a church, and I was raised in church, I didn't want anything to do with that. The only one who could do it was God. That's why his son died. That's why his blood was shed. That's why He took our sins, was to save us, to redeem us. But at the right time and at the right place, under the right circumstances, God the Holy Spirit brought conviction in your heart. And someone asked you, would you like to give your heart to Jesus today? You know what you did? Full of faith? You believed. The beautiful part about salvation, it's instant. The moment you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. Your life has changed forever. In that moment, in that twinkling of an eye, no matter how much, many times I went to church, no matter how many Things I heard, no matter how many people tried to persuade me, I said, no. I ran so hard, I ran right into him, because he was running towards me. My friends, we need him in our lives. Even in the painful things, we need him. On that um, Monday morning when I came to church and I began to, I just began to worship God in my pain. And I did. I worshiped him in the pain that I was feeling in my heart and the brokenness that I was feeling. That was overwhelming to me. And you know what? God showed up. Why? Because we're supposed to worship Him in our pain. We're supposed to praise Him in our pain. We're supposed to look to Him who's able to touch the heart and bring comfort to the heart and to bring peace to the heart. I know that's who God is. I've always known that's who He is. And He's able, no matter what, to enter into our lives and help us no matter what. More than you could ever imagine. Quit looking at yourself. Quit looking to somebody else to do it. Quit. Whatever your situation is, look to him and walk the pathway that he has set before you. Jim Kabbalah in New York City, young lady, had an eating disorder. So she'd use drugs so she wouldn't Eat. She was bulimic. She felt hopeless. When she came, she finally was she was going to commit suicide. And God spoke to her. She gave her heart to Jesus. But that didn't mean that the issues of her heart were dealt with. As she began to embrace the word of God, week after week, week after week, finally, God took the desire of food away. And where she'd go and she'd eat and and eat and eat. She said that Thanksgiving, she came down. And all that food was sitting on the table. And she said for the first time in her life, the desire for it was gone. You can't change your heart. And you cannot change your life. And the only one who can is Him. And He is the one who is working in you. It is His power in you that you have to give way to. And you have to walk out the path that He sets before you to find the fullness of the things that you need to let go of in your life. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week, and may everything you do be blessed by God.